Welcome everyone to the Right Wing Vegan. It's the Friday show. It's it's Friday. Friday. So welcome to the show, guys. Uh, uh, you can listen to the show. We do it Monday through Friday. Usually we like to drop the show before noon. Sometimes on Friday we do a little bit of a night show and we're going to start posting videos on our YouTube channel. So you should follow us there. Look for Right Wing Vegan on YouTube and you're going to start to see more and more videos pop up. Um... Today was supposed to be the first day of that. We were going to do the Great Reset video, but after events that had took place yesterday, and I kind of predicted this would happen, I think there's there's more pressing matters for us to discuss on today's show. Now, the Great Reset video will come. I'm going to do it probably Monday because I do think it's important. I, I, I think that's their end goal. I think if you look at the, the left and some of the elites in this country who are actually pulling the puppet strings, and you wonder... What's their end goal? The Great Reset might just be it. And so we're going to take a look at that. But on today's show, and this might be a longer than usual show. I'm going to preface it right now. I'm not setting a time limit on myself to have this conversation. I think it's an important conversation to have. And I want to touch base with all of you, the people who listen to the show. Alternatively, the people who follow me on Twitter, who I hope listen to this show. If you listen to the show and you don't follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Vegan Wing, and I'm on Parlor at Right Wing Vegan. You can follow me either one of those places. But I've noticed something, and I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. So last night on Tucker Carlson tonight, let's just start here. Tucker's monologue was honestly to be expected. It was about the the press conference, the Rudy Giuliani press conference with Sidney Powell and. Uh, Jenna Ellis and the rest of the Trump legal team. And I, I I think that Tucker, so there's been a lot of feedback on Tucker's show last night, particularly because he called out Sidney Powell. And people are, are uh, people are upset about this. Now, I'm going to talk about that more specifically after I address this more generally, okay? So I do want to get into some of the Sidney Powell criticism because I think it's important for us to to remember something. So I want to talk about it. Generally, though, I, I watched Tucker's monologue and I, I will admit I didn't at first and then I saw all of the blowback on Twitter and then I saw Matt Walsh kind of come into to Tucker's defense a little bit and I, I thought, man, I gotta, I gotta give this a, I gotta find this. So I found the monologue and I watched it. And look, we need to calm down. We need to calm down. I will agree with with some of the more extreme members of uh, uh, in my Twitter and, and in my party that Fox News has turned a corner. I agree with that one hundred percent. I think that's true. There's a lot of evidence to support that. And if you don't like Fox, I would recommend you don't watch. Uh, I have stopped watching Fox News, full disclosure. I will watch Tucker and Hannity and Laura Ingram. I, Laura occasionally, uh, Sean occasionally, Tucker, all, all of which occasionally. But I will watch them. Full disclosure, I have started watching more OAN and Newsmax. I do think that Right Side Broadcasting does a good job of covering these events they are one-sided i mean right is in the name of the news organization so i will put quotation marks around the word news because i don't think that right side broadcasting as entertaining as i find them and as, as appreciative as i am that they exist 
I can't call them news. Uh, Well, I don't know. I can't call them journalists. They certainly present the news in in one angle. And I think that's, uh, again, I appreciate their existence because they cover every single one of these press conferences and rallies and things that I want to watch, I want to see. Because, again, I hate just watching little clips of something from the news because the news is going to try to tell me how to think about it. And I don't want it framed. I I want it raw. And what I like about right side broadcasting is they give it to me raw. Now OAN does too, so you got to respect there. But I, I, I just I that's where I watch my news. Now I'm biased. I have my biases. This is called the right wing vegan for a reason. Okay, I have my biases. Fully embrace that. Don't have a problem with it. I assume everyone has a bias as long as they fully embrace it and they're open to admitting it, as I am. That's fine. That's fine. If you enter a debate knowing your bias and you and your opponent acknowledge your biases, that's fine. What, what's wrong with that? We should have opinions and biases. That's what makes us human. But I will say that sometimes I think our bias gets in the way of truth. Now, look, I'm not attacking the, the press conference or what was said, because I actually, I do think there's a reason to believe what was said in, in yesterday's press conference, and we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. But before I do, I, I, you know, to go back to the Tucker thing, I, I want to say, listen, Tucker did not drag a Sydney pal. I, I read that somewhere. I think it was Daily Wire published an article, and the headline was "Tucker drags or demolishes or something Sydney pal." That that's not what happened. Tucker addressed what Sydney pal said. He he claimed that he was open to to believing it. Why wouldn't he be? And he said that he offered her a chance to come on her show. She declined. They pressed her for evidence. She got angry at the pressing and and she hasn't presented any evidence to them. He's talked to a couple people from the Trump campaign. They say that they haven't seen evidence. That's it. That's basically what he said. I don't think that's dragging Sydney Powell. She probably has her reasons for not wanting to go on the show. Um, I, I, I'm not going to drag Tucker Carlson for feeling that way. He stated his opinion. He stated that he was open to the facts. He wants to see the facts. That is a complete... I, I, I just want to take a pause. That is a completely logical stance. That That is probably the most logical stance that you can have. And I will admit, this is not my stance. I'm more apt to believe this because of things that I have studied and, and I'm aware of from the past. But I will say this. That is probably the most logical stance. You're open to believing anything, but you need evidence. And that's kind of where, where Matt Walsh has been. People have been dragging Matt Walsh on Twitter too. And I'll come to his defense a little bit and I'll say, I, I'm not... I have noticed that Matt is accusing Sidney Powell of maybe a grifting a little bit. And I don't know if I'll go that far. So I do think maybe he pressed a little too hard there. But I will say that I think Matt's right. You know, we, we want to see... I want to see evidence. Like I... I Again, I'm more apt to believe some of this stuff than maybe these gentlemen are. But even Tucker said, I don't dismiss these claims. I just want to see some evidence. Now, again, all right, now, I've, I've presented the Fox News, Tucker Carlson, not even Fox News, Tucker Carlson position on this, okay? We now, the folks on Twitter who are dragging, now I know Twitter is the worst of the worst, but the folks who are dragging Tucker and Matt and these guys for having this opinion, I think that is, that, that's fine, but but you should you should know that their their stance 
is probably the most logical stance that someone can have. So, so maybe before you drag these guys, who you consider heroes not but a week or two weeks ago, you might want to think about how other people are per- perceiving the evidence. Check your bias. Understand your bias. You might be hearing this stuff, swearing to it as if it's biblical fact, when in reality you haven't seen evidence either. I mean, maybe you have. I've seen some, and you've probably seen some, but maybe they haven't. Or if they have, they just want to see more. And I, and I think that's fair when you assess the claims that are being made. Now, I want to defend Sidney Powell a little bit because I feel like in this, she's been under attack by not only the left, but the right. I have spoken with two attorneys, both of which are, have worked with, one of which has worked with Sydney and one of which is at least familiar with her reputation. From a legal perspective, these two individuals have told me that Sydney Powell is top notch. Sydney Powell is very, very highly respected in the legal profession and anyone who tells you that she is not is lying. Um, when Sydney is on a case, when she's representing a client, the other side is intimidated and scared because Sydney is usually right. She usually has claim. If she makes a claim, she can usually back it up and she wins, man. She wins. I mean, think, think about this. And there are a couple reasons why you should think about this. Let's start with Michael Flynn. Prior to us understanding and knowing about Obamagate to its full extent and knowing about how much they dragged this man, Michael Flynn confessed. And Sidney Powell represented him and won. Now, everything she said about Michael Flynn at the time, about how this man was set up, the FBI was in on it, the DOJ was in on it, the Obama administration was in on it. As I say all that stuff out loud, doesn't it sound like a huge conspiracy? And you would have said the same thing back then. This is a crime that involves the president of the United States. This is insane. This is like one of the biggest crimes in the history of man, them setting up Michael Flynn. But it turned out to be true, didn't it? It did. Now, if you expected any criminal filings to come out of that, you're crazy. You don't understand how the elites work. You don't understand how this country is run by one establishment. Two parties, one establishment. But it was true. And Michael Flynn, his case was dismissed. Now, Sidney Powell represented Michael Flynn. And now Sidney Powell is, is, is doing this work. She's making... She's... I, look, I'll admit it. She's, she's making some pretty outlandish claims to the naked ear. If I did not know what I know about communism's attempt at world domin- dominance... If I didn't know what I know about the common turn um, trying to to bring communism to the United States of America, infecting our trade unions, the CPUSA's swearing a fealty to the Kremlin, how communism spread throughout the world and it did so covertly and underground. If I didn't know that stuff, if I hadn't read Spy Handler, which, by the way, you should read Spy Handler. I actually pulled it off the bookshelf for this episode. Um, it's written by, um, I'm going to say his name so wrong, and I, I apologize for this, Victor uh, Cherkeshin, uh and Gregory Pfeiffer. Uh, 
And it's basically a memoir of a KGB officer. And what he talks about in this book is really interesting, but you get an idea of the inner workings of how the KGB and really, in all honesty, the United States of America, the CIA, gathered intelligence and then used that intelligence to to manipulate people for outcomes. And that's that's what this book is really about. I mean, he, he details his experience in that working in that those operations in that field. And it's it's really rather interesting book, and I would highly recommend it. it's called Spy Handler once again. But knowing that stuff, when when I hear Sydney talk about corruption and communism being involved, I mean she dropped the big word communism, and I, I actually think that's why a lot of people freaked out. What I'm learning about a lot of people is where their true loyalties lie, I think, in this. And I'm again I'm not worried about Matt Walsh or Tucker Carlson, I think they're being honest about it. People like Guy Benson, though? I don't know about Guy Benson. I gotta say. I, I never agreed with him 100% anyways. I always kind of felt like he was a bit of a never-Trumper in disguise. But he's saying... I don't know. He seems like one of these guys who just loves the establishment and, you know, is gonna back the establishment Republicans no matter what. But... You know, whatever. I don't care. Guy Benson can Guy Benson for all I care. He's he's you know doing his thing. Um, I do like Town Hall. He 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 works for Town Hall. I do like Town Hall. But anyways, I digress. I think that that the claims that she's making are are out to the naked ear crazy, and it sounds so conspiratorial. It definitely sounds like a map of pictures with the red strings going from one picture to the other to the other. But everybody that, that is familiar with Sydney Powell, has worked with her, knows who she is, is telling me if Sydney Powell is saying this, it'd be in your best interest to at least acknowledge it and believe it. And then people are like, well, why isn't she showing the evidence? Because when you're in court, most court cases are, they're like buying a car. I know you're going to laugh at me when I say that, but I used to work for the courts. Fast food justice. That's what I've heard people refer to it as. And that's in, in many cases what it is. The prosecutor just wants to get the case adjudicated. They just want to get it out of there because they have so many cases they have to handle. They don't have the bandwidth to handle many cases. So in, in many, many instances, I would even say most, the idea is get the defendant to take a plea deal, get him in some program or whatever, and get him the heck out of here. You know, that that's most cases. In big cases like this, where you're going to have two very well-paid sides, so you're going to have attorneys on each side, both of which are very well-paid, high-profile establishment attorneys, it's like war. Sidney Powell is not going to go on Tucker Carlson and give her evidence away. Because that would be akin to showing the enemy her battle plans. I would also circle back and say that I don't know why Sidney Powell would make these claims. Rudy Giuliani is old. He's probably done. Okay? He can go away and live his life. But Sidney Powell, I'm, I'm assuming, still wants to practice law. Jenna Ellis especially, I'm assuming, still wants to practice law. Her star is going to be largely on the rise from this. And I'm going to talk about her in a minute. 
But Sydney Powell doesn't want to lose her. There's no way she wants to lose her reputation. And that's what's on the line. I mean, when you make a claim like what she made on television, if you're wrong, or you don't have evidence to back that up, not, not only is your reputation on the line, you're financially on the line because Dominion can come back around and sue her for defamation. No one's going to use Dominion for anything now. But Sydney Powell is not some idiot. She understands this. She knows this. She's intelligent. She would not make these claims on national television in front of the world without evidence. How strong is the evidence? I don't know. But there's a reason that she's not showing you her hand. It's because she's going to show it in court. Now, there are other questions that people are asking that I think are fair questions to ask. There, there, isn't a fair, there is not an unfair question to ask when it comes to things like, well, why haven't you guys filed this big, large case? Why haven't, hasn't charges been filed? Why hasn't the DOJ gotten involved? Why hasn't the FBI gotten involved? I mean, I think you can answer those questions bureaucratically. I think you can answer those questions. Those are questions for the FBI and the DOJ, too. That's not just a question for Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and Jenna Ellis and the Trump legal team. That's a question for the DOJ and the FBI. Why haven't you guys looked into this? Why hasn't there been an investigation into this? At the very least, we've seen irregularities in the data. We've seen enough evidence to show that something happened. Even if it wasn't this grand cabal with communism and Hugo Chavez, there, there is something off. Matt Brainerd, over at the Vo- Voter Integrity Project, he made calls And he discovered real data, hard data, that shows the absentee ballots were filed and returned and counted where individuals did not either request the absentee ballot or did not return it. And there's a certain percentage of those those votes that were returned, and I think the worst offender was Pennsylvania. Maybe it was Michigan. But one of those two states had over 2%. 2%? That swings an election. Now, it was a small sample size, but if you apply that to the larger population and that percentage stays the same, that swings the election. That's huge. These data irregularities are really something that needs to be looked at. But the problem with our judicial system, and I'll say this real quick, I'll just jump to this real quick, and then I'm going to go back. The problem with our judicial system is it is political in many instances. It is. Whether you believe it or not, These judges are Democrats and Republicans. Now, they swear an oath, but come on. Just look at their rulings, and you tell me that they don't follow the party lines. In many cases, they do. And and Pennsylvania, you know, when you got all these Democrat judges, which George Soros has funded a lot of money into local elections, specifically DAs and judges and, and things of that nature, because he understands. That's how you win a war. You don't win a war through the executive branch. You don't win a war through the legislative branch. You win the war through the judicial branch. It all stops, the buck stops with the judicial branch. And the judicial branch is supposed to remain neutral because of that. It's supposed to not be political because of that. But it is. We've made it political. That's why Republicans and Democrats, judges, identify with a party. They shouldn't, but they do. I don't know how you combat that because, again, it's not like you can have a blank slate of a human being be a judge. It's impossible. But party affiliation, I think we could nip that in the bud for judges. That is something we could do. You know, well, you don't put it on the ballot. Well, that doesn't matter. 
Judges should not affiliate with political parties, period. Period. But anyways, that's that's a little bit of a digress. I digress. So I'm not going to dismiss Sidney Powell's claims. A, because I understand how... You know, I understand the end goal. You know, for folks like Lenin and Stalin and Mao, Hitler, I understand the end goal. I also understand that true evil has existed in this world. Still does. I do not put it above human beings to to seek world power. We know they seek power. You have a whole party in this country that just wants power. And they'll do anything to get it. Then you have members on the other party who have gotten a little bit of power and they're fine doing whatever it takes to hold that little bit of power. The grift. And then you've got money, people who are motivated by money, and it's all probably tied together. That's all true. To think that there isn't some big connection strings between all of these entities might be as ridiculous as assuming that aliens are actually running the elites in this country. There, of course there are connection strings. When Sidney Powell says that Smart Tech or Smartmatic, Smartmatic, I'm sorry, Smartmatic and Dominion are connected, sure. They've contracted together. You can find that online if it hasn't been taken down. Man, research is hard anymore, isn't it? With Google's algorithm controlling what you see when you Google something, you got to go to page 169 to start getting alternative sources for something. It's really challenging. I almost long for the days when you would just go back to the library, pull out a couple books, and you could get both sides of an argument and then find the truth somewhere in the middle. But nowadays, it's damn near hard to find both sides of any any argument. It really is. How, do, how is anything fair anymore? So I'm not going to dismiss Sidney Powell's claims. Because of her reputation, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to assume she can prove it in court. I do think that people are clinging on to this so much because the, the mainstream media is so biased and they are presenting this with just, from just one angle. And you used to have Fox. You used to be able to rely on Fox, but now you can't even do that. So when this is all so one-sided, all you see are the negative, the propaganda, right? And you, you, you don't get the other side of the argument, right? So, so again, they, and they did this, this was great yesterday at the press conference. One of the reporters asked, well, aren't you guys like Owen 25 or Owen whatever in lawsuits? And Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani both stated, those aren't our lawsuits. Those lawsuits were filed from other individuals. That's true. You're not going to get that from the media. But that is true. The Trump legal team is targeting their lawsuits. They're being very specific with it. And they're running through those lawsuits. The other lawsuits are, are either from third parties or individuals, like actual citizens who have filed lawsuits because they saw impropriety and they want, they want to step up. They're doing the right thing. The RNC, you know, all of that, okay? But the media's misleading uh, presentation of that fact is to lump all of those folks together and then consider every single one of those cases a loss for the Trump team. 
but that's not necessarily true. There is a fundamental misunderstanding of how courts work. And there is a fundamental um, misrepresentation of the bias of the courts. Well, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court shot it down three to two. That's a neutral court. It's not a neutral court, guys. The left will point out the be very quick to point out the potential bias of someone like ACB, but then they will be quick to deify the Pennsylvania Supreme Court because obviously state Supreme Courts cannot be biased at all. As someone who has run a campaign, has been involved in campaigns, and at the same time was running alongside of two Supreme Court justices in my state, I can tell you it is very political. They make promises too. They're not supposed to, but they do. Now, 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 now. We need to be very careful. Because if you understand humans, you know that we are emotional creatures. But we're also creatures who like routine. We act on impulse sometimes, usually bites us in the butt, because we like the thrill of that. But at the same time, we enjoy routine in our daily lives. When you make claims like Sidney Powell made yesterday, you are disrupting that routine in such a way. We have trust and faith in our systems. In the back of our mind, we might suspect there's corruption, we know that there's some, but when you outright call it out, you're hitting our brain with something that it's really hard to process because you're taking those simple thoughts, a thought like there might be corruption and you're putting it out there. And again, I think we give too much cred to the mainstream media, but we do. So when you hear something from the mainstream media, you kind of treat it as fact. Huge mistake, by the way. But some of us do that because we trust them. We've been told to trust them for years and years and years, and that's just the way. And again, we like our routine. What happened last night Yesterday, it wasn't at night, it was yesterday, disrupts that routine in such a way that people are now uncomfortable and they're looking for a reason to to refute it versus embracing it and saying, this could be true. Who I think did the best job yesterday during the press conference, though, was Jenna Ellis. Because Jenna Ellis got up to that podium and she let the media have it. And the media deserves it. And I, I'm here to tell you something about normal people, too. We do not like the elites. We'll vote with them. We'll keep them in office. I have no idea why. But then we'll spend the next four years complaining about the people that we voted into office. Because we don't like the elites. The Democrats use that dislike and they run off of it. But they pretend like they're not the elites. And they do a good job of that because they have people full. They are the elites, by the way. Surprise. Here's a good example of how the, the, they pretend to be at war with each other, but they're actually one party. 
Lindsey Graham comes out and says, I'm donating $500,000 to Trump's legal effort, and Trump should fight this all the way to the end. He should never give up. And then, on the floor of the Senate, he's, out, he's fist-bumping Kamala Harris, congratulating her and patting her on the back. He just literally told Trump, you should go to war. And then he goes to the person he tells Trump to go to war with, and he's congratulating her. What? What? But exactly, that should not surprise anybody. That is to be expected when you have establishment politicians congratulating other establishment politicians on defeating the outsider. Lindsey Graham is smart. He knows how to keep his seat. He knows every four years he needs to start acting tough towards the end and he needs to, to speak a big game. But he doesn't believe any of it. It's all just words to get you to vote for him. Mitch McConnell, for as good as he's been in terms of confirming judges, and he doesn't care if Trump wins. Because Mitch McConnell is an establishment guy. Mitch McConnell has a much better relationship with Joe Biden than he does Donald Trump. Mitch McConnell was like the one Republican who went to Bo Biden's funeral. If you don't believe the establishment is real, open your eyes. Of course it's real. The Uniparty. They pretend to hate each other, but they actually go to dinner and love each other. These are your rulers. These are the people who, who rule over you. And they're, they're against Trump. And the media is their, their arm particularly the Democrats, okay, because the media is just as stupid as we are. They are run by the elites too. They believe in this war. They also know how, they know how you think, and they're going to take advantage of that. And they know that you don't like Lindsey Graham because you're, you're told not to, because Lindsey Graham is painted as a warrior every four years. So you don't like Lindsey Graham, so they attack Lindsey Graham. They're still an arm of the elites, but they also, they need views to survive. They need to feed off those views. Donald Trump has been a huge boon to the media over the last four years, which is why I'm very surprised that they want him to go. I thought the media would act out loud like they wanted Trump to go, but they would secretly do everything they could to make sure that he stayed because Trump was the golden goose for them. Without Trump, the media dies. What are they going to talk about? I guess they're going to talk about throwing all of us in a gulag. I don't know what else they're going to talk about. They're going to throw Joe Biden the softest of softballs. We've seen that. But anyways, Jenna Ellis let them have it from the podium yesterday. She basically called them all idiots. She was right. They are. But Jenna sounded like a rock star. She was confident. She wasn't shaky. She wasn't wavering. She wasn't sweating. She was confident. She was looking the media right in the eye. And she was telling them to back off, to relax. Evidence will be presented. She made me feel the best out of all of them because she said, look, these are our opening statements. We're not going to give you the evidence. This is our opening statement. And in court, we will prove our case. That is what we do. We are lawyers. We prove our case in course. court. She made the great statement that the court of public opinion means nothing. Your opinion means nothing of what they're doing. She's right. She's absolutely right. 
Go ahead, call Sidney Powell an idiot. If the Supreme Court doesn't think Sidney Powell's an idiot, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter. If Trump can convince enough of these state legislatures there's impropriety, there might be impropriety, your opinion means nothing. It's their opinion that matters, and that's who Trump is trying to convince. But Jenna Ellis, man, whew, she seemed so confident and, uh, and, and firm in her answers, and it was, it, was, it was impressive. It was impressive. When you have Rudy Giuliani, the man who defeated the mob up there, Sidney Powell, the man, or the woman, I'm sorry, she's not a man, woman, who successfully defended Michael Flynn when the elite, the establishment, all of them were against him. She bucked up and got him off. When Jenna Ellis is up there with these two and she looks the most professional, when she takes the stage and the spotlight, that's impressive. And Jenna Ellis has a future. She has a future in politics if she chooses to go that route. But her law career is going to be on the rise. And I'm here to say, good for you. Now, Laura Ingram, <laughs> why? Tweets out this story that I don't know who ran it. It was CNN or MSNBC or The Hill or one of those esteemed outlets. Runs the story about how back in 2016, Jenna Ellis called Trump an idiot and said that Trump supporters were all dumb people or something like that. I don't know, whatever it was. And I responded to, and Laura Ingram, why would you share that? She shared that and she tweeted, she put above it, uh-oh. Okay, way to go, Laura. Thanks for sharing propaganda. Thanks for pushing the media's propaganda. That real great of you. Really appreciate it. Glad you're a warrior in this with us. But okay, I don't care if Jenna Ellis didn't like Trump in 2016. I don't care if Jenna Ellis didn't like me for liking Trump in 2016. You know how many people I know that felt that way in 2016, but are now Trump supporters? Many. That just shows maturity. It shows that you're able to, to wake up from the brainwash. You know, I can't blame you for being brainwashed. The media constantly reports all day about how Orange Man is bad. And if you don't do research, if you're too busy, if you have a life, if you have kids, you probably don't have time to look into anything beyond Orange Man is bad. So I'm not going to blame Jenna Ellis for in 2016 thinking Orange Man is bad. She woke up like we all did. She saw. She probably saw some of the policies that Trump was pushing. She probably saw him pulling our troops out. And she probably thought, hell, I can get behind this guy. She doesn't think simplistically like that. Orange man bad. That's simplistic thinking. She's critical. She can think critically. We all can think critically. It is okay to not like something and then four years later like it because your opinion was changed by action. That's fine. That's how you should think. You shouldn't be so one-sided that you support everything that one party does, and if you speak out against one thing, you're now the villain. No, that is not, we, listen to me, I see a lot of that going on right now. That is not how we want to be. We are better than the left, and we need to act like it. When you think singularly like that, when you go back to 2016 and you find some comments that Jenna Ellis made on Facebook to her friends, and you point that out and you say, that means that this is a bad person. She doesn't like Trump. Look, back in 2010, when she was in the 12th grade, she said X about Y. Who cares? That is exactly what the left does. And we need to be better than that. We need to be better than the left. Practice what you preach. Quit attacking Matt Walsh because he doesn't trust Sidney Powell. 
He doesn't know Sidney Powell. That's fine. He's allowed to not trust her. I know right now we are so sensitive and we want to to we want something to believe in, something to hold on to. And Sidney Powell has given us that something. Let the process play out. Trump is not defeated yet. There are certainly avenues he can take. He has paths to victory, but but allow these people to be critical because that's fine. We need that to keep us grounded. Now, again, there's plenty of reason to believe that the elites in this country would rig an election. If you want to look at the Democrats, they have lied to us for over four years now about Trump. They orchestrated an entire Russian collusion angle that they spent millions of taxpayer dollars on that they ran with for four years. The media tried to convince you it was true. We still have some power because if we didn't, they would have won. But they didn't win. Trump's a smart guy. He has a plan. But if you want to know why people are hysteria, or hysteric, sorry, why there is hysteria and why people are hysteric, you need look no further than CNN, MSNBC. Again, for four years, we've been lied to. And when we realize that, when the Mueller report comes out and it's nothing but a wet fart, when things like that happen, we lose faith in the mainstream media. You can pretend like there's no evidence all you want. People on Twitter can say, cite your sources, and there's no evidence. But there is. Normal people see it. If you look for it, you find it. And because we're just, we've been put in a position now where the, for the last four years, the mainstream media has lied to us. The Democrat Party has lied to us. They've focused taxpayer dollars on commissions and reports and, and prosecutions and an impeachment and nothing came of it. Of course, we're not going to believe you. You cried wolf too many times. Even if there was an actual wolf, even if Donald Trump was a terrible fascist who wanted to ruin the United States of America, we would never believe it. But now, because you've spent the last four years trying to convince us, we're turning our attention back to you. And they don't like it. So Jake Tapper calls everybody a crazy person for believing in conspiracy theories and, and is sowing the seeds of Trump is trying to steal the election, which is not true. It's not true. Trump is following a constitutionally guaranteed legal process. Anybody who tells you that Trump is trying to steal the election is spreading propaganda and obviously is biased, and I would question why. When people say ridiculous things like that, you should question them. Again, question Sidney Powell when she says her, her story about communists and Dominion. Question it. You should question everything. But don't think that Jake Tapper is above uh, questioning because he, at one point in time, asked some Biden staffer a hard question. A blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. But Jake Tapper is biased. Jake Tapper is... He writes thriller books, for God's sakes. Jake Tapper is not a journalist. Brian Stelter is not a journalist. He used to do, like, React videos or something like that. Or he would write reaction articles. He still does. His whole show on CNN is a React channel to Fox News. What's he going to do now that Fox News is on his side? React to Newsmax? That's, that's rich. Brian Stelter is a grifter. He writes a newsletter. If you get that newsletter and you actually look at what's in there, it's literally just like just like opinion paragraphs. It's not news. 
It's not news. He wrote a book. It's not news. They don't investigate anything. They get sheets of paper from the the DNC, probably emails now. And they have talking points. And they read them. There was a video going around on Twitter. Might have been on YouTube too. Where it was all these local news stations. And you could literally match up the statements they were saying together. And they blended perfectly well. And these were not just like every CBS station. It was CBS, it was Fox, it was multiple news outlets and different stations in different states and counties and cities and you could match them all together and they they matched perfectly that's because they get talking points trust me they do they get talking points and they're supposed to to say those talking points and that's why a lot of them say even the same verbiage you hear the same what was it no one's above the law remember that remember when they were impeaching trump and they would constantly say no one is above the law and everyone would say no one is above the law no one is above the law i wonder why That was a talking point that the DNC pushed out. I mean, I'm sure the RNC does the same thing. This is just what happens. Now, we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. We have to be patient. And it's hard to be patient because we see Biden moving. And when you pay attention to the mainstream media, you see them pushing really hard. Everybody's pushing really hard to get this election through. They use words like unprecedented, not knowing or understanding American history. This is not unprecedented. It might be unprecedented in modern times, but it's really not. Because even Bush v. Gore, the legal battles were still going on. You can go back not even 30 years ago and find an instance of a very similar case where this was happening. The transition team does not need to transition. We are not hurting because of it. They'll try and tell you that, but when you see stuff like that, you need to recognize what it is. It is propaganda. That is all it is. There is no truth to it. They can pull whatever expert, and I use the hand quotations there, out of their butt to say whatever they want, but that doesn't make it true. The fact of the matter is, the election isn't certified until December, and Joe Biden is not the president-elect until then. There need be no transition until that point. And we are not hurting as a country. Nobody is dying because of it. Hell, nobody's even dying from COVID really anymore, but no one is dying from that. Now, we'll talk about the lockdowns next week. Because I do think it's important to talk about that. But I wanted to do this episode today because I noticed a lot of panic. I want to tell everyone to calm down. Let's let the Trump legal team do their thing. They know what they're doing. Trump has bucked the system. Trump Trump has has beaten the odds before, and I I have faith that he might be able to do it again. He might. And if he loses, well, we have a lot of Republicans that we need to primary. And I promise you that this show, if he loses, will remember all of these Republicans. We will. And we will make sure that they are held accountable. We will make sure that we recall their names and we call them out. That I promise you. This show will do that. I think I'm going to call it, guys, 40, 43 minutes. So we definitely went almost a double episode here, but I, I felt like it was important to talk about this because I want to make sure everybody's on the same page. Everybody's calmed down. Let's let this breathe. 
Let it live, man. It's not over yet. I don't care what Predict It says. I don't care what what the mainstream media says. I don't care what Joe Biden says. I don't care what anybody says. It's not over until the fat lady sings and she isn't even warming up her pipes yet. Let's just let it play out. Thank you guys for listening so much. I really hope you guys have a great weekend. We're going to target Monday for the Great Reset video. We'll post that up on YouTube. It should be a good video. Um, But again, think critically, guys. That's what you got to do. Just keep an open mind and think critically. Don't believe everything you see. Just relax. Stay off Twitter maybe over the weekend. Just stay off. I know it's hard because that's that's like legitimately where I'm getting a lot of my news. But just stay off Twitter for a little bit. Just decompress. Spend some time with your family. Thanksgiving's coming up. Make sure you throw the biggest Thanksgiving party you ever threw. That's for sure. Make sure you have family over if you can. You spend some time with the family. You do your thing, man. Eat that turkey. Celebrate Thanksgiving. Celebrate each other. Be thankful for one another, even if you disagree with each other. Because you know what? Family is important. Sharing time with family is important. And and understanding that we are all human. We all have our beliefs and our values. Some of us are, unfortunately, brainwashed. And that's okay. You still need to love these people. We will, you get more, what is it? You get, catch more bees with honey. Or you catch more flies with honey. You catch more flies with honey. And we need to remember that and not be so... I mean, I know we're at war, like I said that before. And I do believe that. I do think there is a culture war going on. and But a part of me is now starting to think that the best way to win that war is to appeal to people's emotions. That's what the left has done for decades, and it's worked. And I think as, as we need to, to, to re-establish what we're doing here, and we need to figure it out. We, you know, we, we need to figure it out. But this show will continue to try and do that. But thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.